This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Time to take a look at Style Able, the Style Able website. Uh, quite an interesting one this week, Chris, because uh, for people that don't normally listen, uh, you are a stand-up comedian, but you're also, in your other life, a hairdresser. That's right, that's right. And this is quite interesting because the, the, it uses the popular term here, it says makes your hair greasy. Technically, your hair's oily. Mm-hmm. And the trouble is, it's not your hair that's oily. It is it's your, your scalp. scalp. Yes. And this is a problem. I mean, I've been in hairdressing 40-odd years, and this has been a problem when I first started. It's still a problem today. The basic thing is you have a sack at the root of your hair. Every hair has this. And it's full of something called sebum. And it's an oil that is produced. And some people have more of it. And actually, to be honest with you, the more of it you've got, Really, the better it is. It's just that we live in a society where oil, we don't like it. Um, Because what it is, it's an antiseptic um, and it's a natural scalp protector. So if you protected your, if you cut your scalp, this is an antiseptic to help you. I see. I didn't know that sebum was an antiseptic, actually. Yes, it's a natural scalp protector. So the problem is, if if you brush the scalp, if you stimulate the scalp, then you will produce more oil. And unfortunately, the more oil it produces, the bigger the sack gets, and the sack has to be full. So the bigger the sack gets, the more oil it produces to fill it. So it's an ongoing situation. And the thing is, that your, your, your gran, your great-grandmother would probably said, you brush your hair 100 times before you go to bed. This is a Victorian thing. And actually, it, it's a very good thing to do, because what you would do is you'd stimulate scalp, and it would produce, it would take this oil, you then brushed it to the ends of your hair, which is the most important bit, because that's the bit that doesn't get... The oil. It doesn't get the condition. But these are the days before the high-tech shampoos and before... And Moroccan oil. ...air conditioning and all these things. And, you know, these girls, did they didn't wash their hair for for weeks on end. And they would brush it with this oil. And it all looked long and shiny and glossy and, and, you know... Um, so see that um, you know it's not a myth then that that your hair can recondition itself and kind of almost wash it sh- itself after about six weeks of not washing. Well, I think it can do it, but we were talking earlier on about hair perfume, and hair is one of the things that carries a smell, right? So if you put perfume on your hair, it will last longer. So the only thing is, if you have a, a, a smell that comes because this isn't a sweat gland. Right? This is an oil gland. So if you wear a profuse sweater as well and it got onto your hair, then problem, you, that, would, that smell would carry. In the days of smoking, you'd find that the smoke from a cigarette would linger on the hair longer than anywhere else. Um, so this is a problem. And if you look at women of a, of a certain age, when they were, they were white, and if they smoked, then the actual front of their hair would be yellow with nicotine. And that's where your pink and your blue rinse came in. Really? Yes, to neutralise the gold that this came from. So you'd put that on your hair, the, the blue would try and get rid of the gold at the front of a woman's hair so that it was a whiter and, and the same with pink. It was to disguise the nicotine stain that would, that would be there. Um, so and, and men used to use a thing called Macassar oil they would put on their hair. Uh, so this is, it's a strange one, this, because men would... And, you know, brill cream is obviously... And, in fact, Macassar oil, if your gran uh, would have had a, a, a piece of cloth across the back of her chair, and that's called an anti-Macassar. And that would be because your granddad would lean his head against it because it would have Macassar oil on it. And you could then change that, that cloth every now and again. You'd wash it and change it. And, and that's how it works. So it's interesting here when I look at some of these, these things. Obviously, nowadays, we have central heating. And we have when you fly on planes, air con- you know, all that kind of thing. So it does affect the hair. And it dries it. So a lot of people benefit from it. But um, if we have one here, it says touching your hair, which is like touching your face. 
uh, fiddling with your hair transfers oil from your fingertips to the strands. Uh, try and discourage your partner from touching your hair too much in bed. Feels nice, but doesn't look nice come morning. I would kind of, I'm not going to say I dispute it, but I would say that was one of the least problems. You know, yeah, it have. sounds a wee bit extreme to me. Maybe yes. this is for people that do yes. kind of struggle with a lot of oil in their hair. Yes. Um, overwashing. I mean, as soon as you start to shampoo the hair, as soon as you do that, you're attacking the scalp. The scalp produces the oil to protect it, if that's the type of you know scalp you've got. Uh, and the problem is, as I say, the sack, if it's emptied, it's got to fill... Uh, it's always must be full. So the more you attack the scalp, the more the bigger the sack gets, the more oil you produce, the more it has to fill it. So what about these shampoos that claim, you know, they're for daily wash? Uh, well, daily shampooing can strip your scalp of its natural oils. Um, so, your, your, yeah, your, your scalp will produce more. So daily washing is not a good thing for if you've got an oily scalp. Um, you see, I used to wash my hair every day, but I always felt that it wasn't so much that it was oily the next day. It just it was lank. Yes. It, it just felt very lank. Yeah. Um, so I, I I maybe wash. I mean, I have hair extensions, so you know I can't wash them every day anyway. But I tend to wash my hair, you know, maybe two three times a week now. Yep. The biggest problem we have is educating people how much shampoo to use, because technically. You shouldn't get much of a lather with your first shampoo, mm. right? So what what you find is that people want a lather, so they'll use too much, and not only that, they don't charge it up. Charging it up is rubbing it between your hands, so that you've not got a blob in the palm of your hand. Because if you've got a blob in the palm of your hand and you put it onto a certain part of your head, you've then got to try and push it around yes. the scalp, and you can't do it. So what'll happen is that bit might actually end up flaky, and you then think you've got dandruff, which you haven't got. It's actually soap, and it'll probably itch. So nine times out of ten, that's what the problem is. Also, you find that younger people particularly, uh, and it's unfortunate that if you're 13, 14, you tend to be prone to oily scalp, oily skin, and of course if you don't shampoo your hair properly, then unfortunately you're leaving product in the hair, and it just makes it feel bad because you've not rinsed the product out. If you use too much product, particularly too much conditioner, then it's very difficult to get it out, very difficult, even for us as professionals. If, you, if you've got too much on, you've really got to rinse it out properly. So see these uh, shampoos that you can buy? They're meant to be a kind of detox for the hair uh, and it, it kind of cleanses the hair and strips it of, of the build-up. Do they actually work? Yeah, I think they do. I think if you're trying to strip something out, it will strip something out. What you have to watch is that you don't strip too much out because that, that's another problem. So you can, you can go the other way. Um, but again... Even if you're using that, if you were using that on a daily basis, your scalp was going to go, I'm being attacked, I've got to protect it, I'm being attacked. So it just produces more oil. So the more you do it, the more you attack it, you know, thinking, I'm not anti um, people who have this problem using talcum powder and things like that to try and make it feel better. There's one here that says overbrushing, um, which will stimulate the oil at the root. So it can do that. Uh, so just watch it. If you've got long hair and your hair's not greasy, Brush your hair a hundred times when you go to bed if you've got long hair. If you haven't, try try take care of the ends. Mm. Um, it says here your hair brush is full of hair. That will just make your hair dirty. It won't make your hair greasy. It'll make your hair dirty and it'll feel you know, horrible. Greasy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's getting greasy hair muddled up with the oily scalp thing. That's because it's slightly two different things. Wrong products again. But then I've always maintained that if your hair is very frizzy and very coarse, you need moisture. If your hair is very fine and length, you need protein. So that's sometimes... And also blow-drying it. If you've got long hair, tip your hair up, get the hair going the opposite direction to downwards. Gravity will bring it back and lift it off the scalp 
when you're drying it. Some great advice there. Chris, thank you so much for taking us through that. Gosh, I love having a hairdresser in the studio. I really, really do. I learn so much from you every single time. Um, and obviously, if you want to take a look at the Style Able website, it's fully accessible at styleable.co.uk. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.